0: Consequence Podcast Network. All right,
1: so. For our walk-in for this episode, we just want to have a little correction corner, some updates on our last mm-hmm. episode. So our last episode, we talked about the virtual permission to dance on stage in uh, soul we talked about that and it was all good fun but at the end we started to get a little emotional because of the ending ments yeah for our bts yeah the
0: ending mints definitely like tugged on our heartstrings and instead of just doing a little bit more research and bringing you guys just the facts we got too emotionally wrapped up in the moment mm-hmm.
1: it was an emotionally driven conversation but a lot of you iconics reached out to us and You said that the Olympic stadium that they performed in, that they potentially had booked it months beforehand, which they most likely did book it months beforehand, and they booked it in hopes that COVID-19 restrictions would be lifted in South Korea and that they could potentially have an in-person concert in Seoul, which why we had not thought about that, I have no idea. Yeah, (laughs)
0: didn't even come to mind, should have, definitely should have.
1: Because that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because so much money goes into booking those venues. I can't imagine how much it costs yeah. to book a
0: venue like the Olympic Stadium in Seoul. And they probably have a contract that, you know, it would be impossible to get out of that contract or it would cost them a bunch of money to get out of that contract. Yeah, there's
1: surely like a cancellation fee yeah. of some sort that's just too great that it would just make no no sense to just not have a concert, like a virtual concert, mm-hmm. in case they couldn't do an in-person. Right. Which is what most likely happened. So all of our speculation is just totally debunked after, like, (laughs) thinking about that. Um, So we just wanted to apologize for kind of letting our emotions get the best of us. It was definitely an emotionally driven conversation. Um, So after finding some more facts and information, thank you, Iconics, for reaching out to us. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. So we just wanted to do a quick little correction corner before Mm -hmm. we get into this next episode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But really, thank you for reaching out to us and for correcting us on that. We do appreciate your feedback. Always. Always. And on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And
1: this is Stanning BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS.
0: What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way.
1: Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you're on with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you.
0: Totally. But if you're down for some, the world of BTS is truly boundless. Truly boundless. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jin is the worldwide ballad
1: king, and no one can challenge that because it's fact.
0: Completely. 100% (laughs) fact. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay.
1: So in today's episode, we are doing a spotisode, which is where we cover... All the bits and spots of BTS content that we haven't been able to talk about. And a lot has happened in the last two weeks. It's
0: insane how much has happened in yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah,
1: this episode is loaded with a lot of different content that's come out. So there's some new music that's come out, some new songs, remixes, and covers that we're going to discuss. Uh, we're also going to get into some of the season's greetings for 2022. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we're going to get into the 2021 Hype briefing with the community. This has led to a lot of conversation amongst uh, Twitter and just armies, you know, just having some opinions about some of that uh, briefing that happened. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get into some catching up of In the Soup which is gonna be fun. And then lastly, it is award show season. Yes. So we're gonna be talking about voting and the award shows that are coming up.
0: Yeah, so so many topics to cover with you Iconics today. We're super excited. To get into it. But before we do, of course, we want to say thank you for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash By the way, on our Patreon, we're super excited. I know we've talked about like how we're going to revamp our Patreon, but this time we have an idea that is just going to be awesome. We know
1: it's going to take off because we both feel really passionate about it. Yeah,
0: we're so passionate about it and it's going to be incredible. So we really hope that you hop on over to our Patreon because every month we'll be hosting a virtual iconic hangout for patrons at the $5 or more level. Each Hangout session will have open discussion and discourse on the events happening with BTS and topics recently discussed on the podcast. Please consider becoming a $5 or more patron to meet and talk with us and other iconics virtually. This month's Hangout is happening on November 15th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So join our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS for the access links.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. And on November 15th, we're going to be talking about concerts the upcoming concerts we're gonna be talking about a lot of the information in the spot episode so much to cover we're really looking forward to it mm-hmm. um so definitely consider becoming a five dollar patron or more um or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash bts podcast again your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes any type of support really is super appreciated thank you all for being here and for and for listening
0: yes thank you iconic so much So for the month of November, the charity of the month that we focused on is we want to direct your attention towards Giving Tuesday. If you live in the States, you may be more familiar with Giving Tuesday um, as opposed to living outside of the United States. But Giving Tuesday kind of sparked because of Thanksgiving. It happens the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, which is a time when we all stop and we give thanks and we are grateful for everything that we have. And Giving Tuesday is a day to give back, um, to your community or really in any way that you can, any way that you can. So since its inception, Giving Tuesday has become a global generosity movement that unleashes the power of radical generosity, um, Please join the movement and give each Tuesday and every day that you can this month, whether it's some of your time, a donation, or the power of your voice in your local community. This global movement is has inspired hundreds of millions of people to give, collaborate, and celebrate generosity, and you could be one of those people. It's really a simple idea, whether it's making someone smile, helping a neighbor or a stranger out, showing up for an issue or people that we care about, or giving some of what we have to those in need or our help every act of generosity counts and everyone has something to give so for more information you can go to givingtuesday.org or you can go to givingtuesday.org global to connect with local giving tuesday movements yeah
1: we kind of hesitated on this one because we thought it was maybe just a u.s thing but the Giving Tuesday movement has really spread globally. So that givingtuesday.org slash global, you can click on your country. And so many countries are on this website where mm-hmm. you can specifically find like your local area and how you can give back
0: to yeah. your community. Yeah, I really love that resource page because mm. there's so much information in there that you can access no matter where you're living. There are resources for you to get involved. So, mm. yeah, again, that's givingtuesday.org slash global. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks, Iconics, for yes. supporting. thank you. Um, all right, so let's get into this spot episode. And first, I want to talk about this new music. Have to. We must. So much new music. So much. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, most recently was Yours by Jin, which is an original soundtrack for the Korean television series, Jirasan. Um, and Jirasan, here's a summary of the show. It sounds so cool. We yeah, watched the trailer It's a K-drama, it. Yeah. yeah. It looks really interesting. Like these interesting. park rangers up
1: in the mountains. Uh-huh. Yeah. We should watch it. Kayla. <laughs> we should
0: watch it. So it's like set against the backdrop of towering views of Mount Jiri and it depicts the story of rangers and other employees of the Jirisan National Park who climb through the mysterious and unexplored regions of the mountain. Ooh, so intriguing.
1: It is intriguing. Yeah. So this is Jen's original soundtrack for Gerasan, and it is a ballad, which just makes sense. He is the ballad king. It's mm-hmm. just his voice pairs so well with ballads, but it's like a piano ballad. The piano is really heavily in the instrumental. But what I noticed about Jin's vocals in this song was that he was really pushing into his higher register. It was impressive with like the high notes that he was singing. I knew that he could sing those notes, but like not to that caliber.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he first started going up into that really high register, I literally gasped and I thought for a moment that it was Jimin, just with how high and pure it sounded. And it really took my breath away. Just mm-hmm. beautiful.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of parts where Jin harmonizes with himself and it just sounds gorgeous. His voice, you can hear the emotion behind his vocals. Uh, I saw some people talking on Twitter about just like how he is a trained actor and that he actually wanted to go into acting. So like the way that he can apply his voice and emotional range from this like actor perspective Mm -hmm. into an original soundtrack and it's a ballad. uh, The song is just gorgeous. I looped it the other day because it was just so beautiful. Couldn't help
0: but to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can totally see his acting background in how he portrays this song because before even looking at the lyrics you can tell this song is just solemn and in despair and aching and just sad it is and quite sad he really conveys that in his vote in his voice and his tone and mm-hmm. you know just everything and yeah the harmonizations that he does with himself beautiful like yeah. top tier and
1: how he crescendos his voice oh, too yeah oh i mean oh. just so much talent So much talent. Mm. Um, we've got the lyrics in here, but I couldn't help but to think like the la da das at the end of the song, and I think it's a little bit in the middle of the song too, like after the chorus or so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Those la-da-da's remind me vaguely of film out.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just because it's a ballad. Yeah, it's a ballad. And
1: so I just saw that parallel. Yeah,
0: I could see that. Definitely. I mean, when you look at these lyrics, they totally go along with how he's conveying the song, which are very sad. Like the chorus when he says, every day you seem too far away. Every time you do, I tell myself I'm waiting here. Every night I see you in my heart. Every time I do, I end up crying if I call for you in the dark, calling for you in the oh, dark, yeah, yeah, it's just sad. It is, but the—I mean—it's a beautiful, gorgeous song, and it is—I mean—amazing that Jin now has another original soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I we're, love just, it.
1: we're just ready for the K drama. Seriously, <laughs> we
0: want the K drama. He's, he's so
1: busy with he's BTS. He's around <laughs> them, you know.
0: Like he's like making original soundtracks for them, but yeah. he's not starring in one.
1: Maybe someday.
0: Someday. Definitely. Okay, so next up is My Universe The Sugar Remix. And I really love his remix. I think it's more of a toned down version of my universe. There's a snap that's added to the beat that's really prevalent. And I love that. And to me, it sounds more tropical. Um, It sounds like he has maybe like some other drums in there. I wouldn't know what they're called. Um, But it seems like it has like an African rhythm and percussion added to the song, which to me gives that kind of tropical vibe. It almost makes you think of like the a brand, new day, brand percussion. new day. That's what I
1: was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And so
0: I really enjoy what he added to this song.
1: Mm-hmm. And some of the production is more muted and softer. So it has this dreamy feel. Mm-hmm. And because that sound gets muted and then you have that additional percussion coming in, it does give off like a tropical feel. Yeah. Um, kind of like the uh, Dynamite Tropical remix. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's
0: reminiscent of that for me too. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 definitely. But
1: just love getting to see producer Yoongi Remixing this song, yeah. I know that Coldplay they tweeted and sent out a message saying they were grateful for the remix and that they really liked
0: his production of yeah. the song. I love that he got his own remix. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, in addition to that, there was another remix of "My Universe" with Galantis, and I had never heard of Galantis, but Galantis is a Swedish electronic duo consisting of Christian Carlson and Linus Eklo. This remix is way more fast tempo, like very electronic dance deep house Mm -hmm. sounding like I
0: could hear this at a club yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. deep into a club (laughs) deep into a club (laughs) The, the, the deep house um yeah but there's there's also like a different instrumental backing during the rap verse that to me it kind of brings out the verses a little bit more and it's a it's a time in the song where that like deep house kind of music is it falls out a little bit more and the rap verses become a little bit more prevalent so just another interesting tidbit for this remix that makes it unique
1: you can find whatever mood you're in you can now find the remix of my universe that perfectly suits it totally yeah didn't we say like the acoustic version of my universe sounded like something you would listen to at a wedding yeah Yeah. oh yeah
0: like somebody's first dance or walking down the aisle Uh and like the regular my universe is just like pump you up feel good the sugar remix like maybe you're like going to the beach or just like hanging out having a nice day yeah Yeah. and then the galantis remix you're like fucking partying party yeah (laughs) Yeah. clubbing yeah love it a remix for every mood totally (laughs) um and then also jungkook released his cover of falling by harry styles which was just beautiful angelic incredible Mm -hmm. too much I, I can't believe that he released it. It was really out of nowhere, you it know? It was out
1: of nowhere, yeah. And I have to be honest, like, I don't listen to Harry Styles all that much, so I hadn't even heard the song Falling. Oh my God. I, I don't know how. A travesty.
0: I, I, I know, Terrible. I know.
1: Um, but after listening to the original version and then listening to Jungkook's version, uh, the song has so much, like, it's almost heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics of it, too. Also, Jungkook, English King, like, you would never know... That he's from korea no. i feel like if you didn't know who jungkook of bts was and you listen to the song like you can understand the lyrics like crystal clear yeah
0: mm-hmm. like he sounds like a native english speaker yeah he does yeah, yeah. And and his is pronunciation just, is perfect. so impressive yeah like that's
1: so much hard work on jungkook's part um nonetheless the song um vocals are just angelic and i i felt like he put his own Vocal timbre on it, too. Mm -hmm. That just makes it unique to him. Like, it's, he really did a great job with it. Yeah.
0: Well, I love Harry Styles and I loved the album that the song was on and um, so I was very familiar with this song so when he dropped it I was really excited because I loved the song already and I just thought that he did it so well and definitely he made it his own at the same time. Um, and there's a lot of speculation online as to why Jungkook released this song and why he did it now and I think the general idea is that it's been 2 years since their last concerts live in soul at the speak yourself tour um which ended at the end of october the, like the last three days in october were their last three concerts so he would have released this you know on the two-year anniversary of their last concerts
1: which the lyrics and meaning of the song seem to fit that mm-hmm. and also with the men's at their last concert mm-hmm. maybe he just he was in the mood He knew that he needed to release this cover, especially after having that concert in Seoul for permission to dance on stage.
0: Jungkook, our emo, army-loving boy. Yes. (laughs) So sweet. (laughs) But we loved it. It was so good. Mm -hmm. All
1: right. Well, let's talk briefly about Season's Greetings 2022.
0: Oh, my God. These These
1: preview like set photos that they shared with all of us, I think we just have to fangirl for a moment seriously okay when the season greetings for 2022 was announced and I saw these photos I was in denial whether or not this was actually season's greetings yeah because typically in the past like season greetings like the photos are more fluffy and like gorgeous like just cute shots of all of them and this like 2022 season's greetings went the total opposite way yeah
0: oh my god like i'm expecting from season's greetings happy cute bright joyful friendship yeah love yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then these pictures (laughs) j-hope literally has a scar across his face in one of the pictures okay yeah like they're wearing leather they're like they're, they're wearing smoky eyeshadow I mean yeah, oh my uh, god can we Jungkook about,
1: is sleeveless Jungkook is sleeveless like just one sleeve I saw an iconic say like release the other sleeve like take it <laughs> off like if you're gonna show the one arm show them both seriously um yeah it's like halloweeny in a way you know like it it, but it's rock star too yeah it's like rock star it's rock star but they all have some of them have cuts on their faces some of them have like little tattoos on their necks and
0: bad boy bts it's been so long since we've had like bad boy bts like not like angsty moody BTS of like the fake love era. Mm-hmm. Bad boy. Like dark and wild bad boy. Yeah. And that's what this is, except for in twenty twenty one. Yeah.
1: What I can't get over is like, yes, they have like all the aesthetics, like their wardrobe is all bad boy. But you see John Gook, who's got like an eyebrow piercing and a lip piercing is like That wasn't added. He just has that.
0: (laughs) Authentic. (laughs) That's just authentically Jungkook. (laughs) Right. Well, you know that they definitely came up with these concepts. Like BTS definitely have um, intellectual property over the concepts that they come up with and what they do. So could have very well been one of Jungkook's ideas to have this like grungy bad boy vibe. It totally fits his aesthetic for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it was in the behind the scenes for the season's greetings that J-Hope ended up saying like... We've never really had a concept for a Seasons Greetings. So this is new. It's like, yeah, like we're all getting some serious whiplash by this because Seasons Greetings has never looked this hot. Like this uh, concept seriously? this concept yeah. is just over our heads, did not anticipate it. But yeah, they're like the rocker vibe. I love to like some of them, some of the photos they have. Uh, Like amps and keyboards Mm -hmm. and guitars around them, so
0: definitely like punk rock.
1: It's punk rock. Yeah, Yeah, that's good Um, to describe it. It's
0: super hot, though. I totally agree with you. And just because of these teaser photos, I will be purchasing. I have to own this. I have to own it too. (laughs) My
1: gosh, these
0: photos. Damn. Uh, They they really did that <laughs> they did uh oh so you can access a permanent link to these photos in our google doc um or you can always look on bts's facebook page or their weavers page and you can find the photos there as well but definitely check them out if you haven't seen them okay so let's get into all of this hybe news and the boundless world of bts the boundless word boundless being the
1: buzzword yes hybe's community briefing yeah
0: so HYBE recently did their 2021 briefing with the community and this was a really informative um, meeting I suppose Um, it was like an hour long video that you could access on YouTube and there's also articles that they wrote about it as well so a big feature of this briefing was the original story the concept of the original story and not just how they're integrating the original story into everything BTS does which they They've done already for a long time. They've
1: done it for a long time. H-Y-Y-H was all about that storyline. Yeah. Even Wings. Even Wings.
0: Um, and they had some of the storyline in the Love Yourself era as well. Like with those Love Yourself highlight reels and everything. Although I think they became less prominent at that time. Right. But now they're really making sure that these original stories are not only in all of like big hit music's um, artist acts and go along with their eras and their album releases. But the American side of Hybe is starting to have these original stories as well so they brought up a bunch of western artists and the original stories that they're already working on and integrating Demi
1: Lovato Justin Bieber Mm -hmm. a lot of the documentaries yes
0: yeah Um, So it's very interesting. We've talked about for a long time that something that sets BTS apart from Western artists is that they have these integrated storylines into their albums and their eras and how it's another element that's intriguing to the fan. So now this is becoming something that some Western artists are doing as well.
1: Yeah, so BTS have had webtoons in the past for some of their storylines, but now they're announcing that they're going to be doing like a web novel and also a video game, which is very new. They haven't done a video game like this with the storyline integrated with it. So with this upcoming new storyline, original story for BTS, they're releasing this Seven Fates Choco series that they're doing, which we think is going to be both a video game, a webtoon, and then potentially a web novel as well. And it's going to be released on January 15th, 2022. So for Seven Fates Chaco, here's a description of what it is. It is an urban fantasy story set in a city in the near future and is inspired by the tiger hunters of the Juson dynasty. It will combine old stories of tradition with Hybe's own imagination. Chaco will feature BTS and tell the story of seven boys who are bounded by fate, their trials and tribulations, and why they must be together as seven.
0: BTS are seven. They are seven.
1: <laughs> so there was like a little teaser of Seven Fates Chaco within this like community briefing video they didn't release the trailer like in its own Mm -hmm. but you hear bts talk on it some and it sounds like bts really worked on the video game production yeah and the story which is awesome which i think Like, for TXT and and Hyphen, they also worked on the storylines, too. But it's just so interesting when BTS is involved. And since we've been watching in the soup, I just know how much BTS love, like, certain members love to play video games. Yeah. The fact that they have a say in, like, the storyline of a video game is pretty neat. Like, I think they get to be creative in another
0: way. Yeah, very cool for them to be creative in creating a video game and being part of that production. Um, The trailer that they played in the briefing looked super cool it made me want to play okay but the like traditional
1: korean stories intertwined with this like futuristic urban city that Mm -hmm. they're in
0: how neat so i'm so looking forward to that yeah definitely i mean it's something that bts has always done which is make sure that their korean culture is proudly represented in the content that they make and (laughs) not only represented but also educating all of their fans who aren't korean and aren't well versed with korean culture on cool historical things like korean folklore that they're going to be showcasing in this um video game yeah with Uh, the
1: tiger hunters yeah i'm very curious to know more Mm -hmm. yeah
0: definitely Um, Another main feature of this community briefing was Hybe's beginnings into the world of NFTs. So this immediately was a hotly contested topic on Twitter. Um, So we're going to do our best to inform you guys about what NFTs are and, you know, just tell you about what Hybe plans to do. So Hybe has partnered with Dunamu. Which is a Korean fintech firm that operates in the cryptocurrency. Um world um fine tech is just finance and tech so they describe themselves as a company that bridges the world of finance with the world of tech um, they actually run the cryptocurrency up bit so this partnership between hybe and dunamu resulted in hybe gaining a two and a half percent stake in dunamu which is worth 500 billion korean won um, and dunamu gaining a five percent 5.6% stake in HYBE, which is worth 700 billion Korean won. So a big deal in partnership between these two companies. Yeah,
1: so these two companies, they want to create a industry standard for blockchain and fintech.
0: That's a direct quote from their briefing. Yes,
1: yes. So we're not sure yet of all the ways they plan to use NFTs, but Bangsuk gave the example of collectible photo card NFTs that would feature interactive content such as images, songs, or the artist's voice upon clicking, and then owners would be able to trade them on Weavers. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what are NFTs? In its simplest term, it's a digital piece of artwork invented as a way for artists to authenticate their artwork. Other examples of NFTs would be a unique sneaker in a limited run fashion line, an in-game item, an essay, a digital collectible, a domain name, or a ticket that gives you access to an event or coupon. So how does an NFT have value when we're thinking about it being like digital artwork? Our first questions related to this question was it's hosted on the internet. So theoretically, anyone could view it, could take a screenshot, could like right click, save image, and just like have that picture or whatever it is, you know. So how does it have value if anyone could access it in that way? So a good analogy that we've heard is the Mona Lisa analogy. The real Mona Lisa right there if you wanted to purchase it you have the authentic mona lisa but you could also purchase prints of the mona lisa and those are widely distributed mm-hmm. the print of the mona lisa is nowhere near the same thing as the original mona lisa Our value
1: in value of, at mm-hmm. all
0: it's not the original it doesn't have the quality it's not it doesn't have the history it's not real so because it's not the original work of art then it does not have the same value. Um, And that's why the original work of art, the Mona Lisa, has the value, because it is unique it's the only one. So because it's unique and it's the only one, it has its value. NFTs are the same thing, except for instead of in the real tangible world, it's on the internet. Mm -hmm. So the main thing that gives nfts their value is their authentication when artists mint their work as an nft a blockchain on the ethereum ledger is created with which authenticates a true source and owner of the nft yeah
1: which gets us into another component of nfts and cryptocurrency and this whole really new world of just like digital artwork which is the blockchain and so uh I just want to cite just a source right right off the bat here. Betty B underscore writes on Twitter really gave a good description of what blockchain is. They ended up citing some like actual um, essays that have been written that have been published in like professional journals. So like I just really feel like they did a lot of research. So I just want to credit them. But blockchain... It's a database like at its simplest terms. It's also referred to as distributed ledgers because it's a ledger that's distributed to people on the network or sometimes open to everyone, which in most cases, I really think it is open to everyone uh, who can all see what's happening. And every change that happens on the blockchain is timestamped and everyone has an identical copy of the database, that database. It's all computerized, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, all of it is computerized. There's no need for a central authority to accurately record information with a distributed ledger because everyone has access to the same information. It's immutable, unalterable. Like, it cannot be changed, cannot be, like, tampered with. So blockchain is a timestamped information and changes happening in a database everyone has access to, but every single change causes the previous information to also change slightly. So it's possible to easily track exactly when a change happens. Whenever you add new information, it changes the whole chain. And so it's incredibly difficult or even impossible so far that we know to tamper or falsify the information because everyone would be able to tell if you had tampered with it or, you know, had falsified some of
0: the information on this network. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All this to say that when an NFT is created and it's hosted and it becomes part of that blockchain, it's impossible it for someone to essentially. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it goes through the blockchain. It's essentially impossible for anyone to steal it. After someone is the owner of an NFT, it cannot be stolen from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And the blockchain... Apparently, this has been about since like 1991, which I had no idea. It really just started to have like with cryptocurrency and all of that coming about that, you know, they ended up using the blockchain for this. But the Mm -hmm. blockchain came about because, you know, with like the banks and stuff like some people really started to not trust the people working at the bank to like correctly document information and the data. And so... The, the blockchain is just a fully computerized way of keeping track of data. Right. And so, when you do end up purchasing an NFT, it goes through this database through the blockchain, and like no one can mess with it. Whatever, what whatever NFT you have is officially yours, mm-hmm. and it's and it's tracked there on the blockchain, and no one can take it from you. Yeah.
0: So all of this so far sounds pretty cool. We know that. Um, Hybe is planning on creating interactive NFTs like a photo card, except that it would have video play or voices from the members or you know, all of these elements that it could have. We know that BTS is coming out with a new game next year. There's uh, you know, the possibility of NFTs being used in that game for like unique items that, you know, only one person could have this unique item. Potentially. They yeah. haven't said that. They but we could said see that. like
1: in the video game world that has been done. Right. And so they, we could see them doing that in the future.
0: And, and they just gave one example on their briefing. They were like, so for example, this is how we could use it. So we're really not sure to the extent that they plan on using them yeah. yet.
1: Interesting, though, that they bring up the NFTs after they announce the video game. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but it sounds cool so far. But the reason why there's a lot of debate and backlash about this is because there is an environmental impact to consider. Um, so let's get into... Ethereum and how Ethereum has anything to do with this and the environmental impact of NFTs. So just a little bit of background, Ethereum's transactions, um, have a carbon footprint of 33.4 kilograms of CO2. NFTs are hosted on Ethereum's blockchain. So NFTs specifically have an average of about 48 kilograms of CO2, um, released during a transaction
1: for one transaction for
0: one transaction so one purchase of an nft is going to create 48 kilograms of co2 into the atmosphere um so one nft transaction this is this really got us this
1: statistic really got us
0: one nft transaction is likely to have a carbon footprint more than 14 times that of mailing an art print which is estimated to only be 2.3 kilograms of co2 released from that or created from that that's an astronomical difference 14 Mm -hmm. times going from creating 48 kilograms of co2 for one transaction think about how many transactions there would be if hybe created nfts for not just bts and all of bts's fans to purchase but every single artist in their label
1: yeah that's
0: a lot of transactions we've got
1: at least seven members of bts that's a lot of
0: co2 emissions and the thing something about nfts is that they're exclusive so we have no idea how many of each nft they would actually make available for purchase Mm -hmm. but even one of them is going to create 48 kilograms of co2 again 14 times more than mailing than shipping an art print across the world yeah
1: that was what was mind-bending for me was that we could have a photo card that's only one photo card for like let's say j-hope of bts and i bought it and if i were to buy it in for south korea to ship it all the way to missouri and the u.s that like that whether it's sent on a ship or via aircraft, whatever. And then the additional post office, like driving it to the actual post office for me to pick up or at my door and like the envelope in which it's ensealed, sealed, mm-hmm. you know, that would be 14 times less than if I were to buy it digitally with an NFT online. Yeah. Because it has to go through this blockchain computer system that requires so much energy because there's
0: because there's these like farms essentially Mm -hmm. it's warehouses set up of just gpus with cooling fans on them just so they can run at full capacity 24 7 to verify the blocks on the blockchain that's what they're doing and verifying the blocks on the blockchain generates a small amount of cryptocurrency for them every once in a while when a solution is solved and it's perfect and that's rare so like the people who run these farms make a profit from you know like essentially in cryptocurrency like they are mining ethereum every time that their computers verify a block on the blockchain they can get some ethereum and obviously they can convert that into like usd or you know whatever country Mm -hmm. they're living in they can get that in real money um and (sighs) these computers are emitting so much co2 it takes so much energy and consume so
1: much energy. Consume so
0: much energy to run these farms, and it's yeah. not just big farms that are doing it. Like people are now doing this in their homes, in their homes, and yeah. like running small ones. Like there's like mini, um, you know, Ethereum mining computers that you can buy. You could fit it on a, the corner of a desk. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You need like a strong network to be able to do it. Like I mean, we're talking hundreds of computers that are. I mean, takes so much energy and they're working so fast and so hard that like they're putting out so much heat too that people are having to put fans on these computers mm-hmm. because they're just working so intensely to keep up with all of these transactions that are happening and, and it just takes it expends a lot of energy. Yeah. There's so much energy needed. To have these computers function and keep up with this blockchain, My
0: and that's question, where those CO two emissions are coming from. Exactly those those larger carbon footprints.
1: Exactly, yeah. which just seems so contradictory to the purpose of the digital world. Like yeah. it was a benefit to going more digital, go like paperless, doing Google, going paperless. Exactly, yeah. because we're not cutting down trees and you know creating sheets of paper. But now it's like it takes so much energy for these computers to compute and solve these transactions. I mean, they call it solving. Or yeah. Like whatever. Um, it's just like s- twisted. It's yeah. It's very and twisted. We're
0: still <laughs> killing all the trees, you know, like we're still having major deforestation. And yeah. also forest fires from, you know, climate change. And so we're still doing all of that. But on top of that, now we're adding to carbon emissions in Mm -hmm. the atmosphere because of all of these um, cryptocurrencies. To
1: counter that, you know, in the business world, this seems the way of the future. This cryptocurrency, blockchain, not having to have... Fine tech. Fine tech. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because... Advancing
1: technology in the way that, you know, we can make things more secure right and that can't be tampered with or falsified
0: but i think the big reason why we're talking about this and why it did gain so much backlash on social media from army was that hybe taking part in nfts which ties them to ethereum and all these cryptocurrencies and the negative environmental impacts that they have seems to directly contradict BTS's involvement in their sustainability goals with the UN and with South Korea. And, you know, what they always speak about, which is taking care of the earth and, you know, solving climate change. And now this is a big problem that is contributing. It's not the only thing contributing to climate change, but this is a big issue that Mm -hmm. if we don't fix it, it's going to exacerbate it for sure.
1: I just can't get past the statistics that we found like how can shipping a photo card from South Korea to Missouri be 14 times I mean be 14 times less the carbon emissions than to digitally purchase this yeah
0: I mean I do have to clarify that this is like an average an average it's totally an average
1: but it, it can't make up for that fourteen times. It maybe be it would maybe be like ten times or like seven times.
0: Even if it were but still greater than ten kilograms of CO two emission that would be still less than forty eight. So I think a lot of armies are worried and concerned about the environmental impacts about this really contradicting the public stance that BTS themselves have made for climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're wondering, like, what are our choices as a consumer in this situation because we're not just regular consumers, but we're also fans.:
1: Yeah, I mean this, just, this doesn't change our stance or like how we feel about BTS. Or how we feel about big hit
0: well they're not the ones bts are not the ones making these decisions Mm -hmm. to like merge with these and partner these companies and whatever they have nothing to do with that yeah
1: that's upper management happening at hybe Um, but i will say that like cryptocurrency and you know the idea of blockchains like that has become really relevant in 2021 and it's been popularized by the general public. So you're asking, what are our choices as consumers in this situation? Mm-hmm. Do we contribute to the, you know, popularization of this new method of transactions? Or, you know, do we s- stand against it? And I
0: Sustain. You know? yeah, yeah, I think
1: that is something... Every individual army has the option
0: to choose. I think so too. I think every person has a different worldview and, you know, a different like perception and walk of life. And you have to choose what lines up with your morals and your ethics um, because everyone is going to decide how they want to support. And, you know, some people's mindset could be, well, they're going to make these anyways. I want to have one because it's unique and I could be the only person who could ever see this specific thing from bts like how incredible and other people you could totally choose to abstain from it completely and not buy it and not support anything that has nfts on the same platform like if this the choco video game has it you know like maybe you wouldn't play that game also i think there's there's two extremes and then there's a lot in the middle you know where you can still support bts in some elements of you know what you may purchase from them but just not purchase the nfts Mm -hmm. Um, i think you know you just need to consider how you feel about the environmental impacts to us we read those statistics and it makes us very worried Mm -hmm. we don't want to contribute to that
1: Yeah, (laughs) we already have so many carbon emissions going on and that like we really are going through a global climate crisis and for BTS to have just talked about the sustainability goals at the United Nations, it feels very backwards Mm to us. Um, But that's our own opinion and it's our opinion. But you can do your own research. Mm -hmm. You can look more into it. I'm proud of the armies who stood against it and who Mm -hmm. said, Hey, did you know that NFTs are causing this environmental impact? Mm -hmm. And I just had no idea. I really like when it came to cryptocurrency and NFTs and the blockchain, I really blocked it all out of my mind because I was like, that has nothing to do with my current world. I don't know if it's just me being old and being stubborn old where I'm like that's so new I'm just gonna ignore and act like I don't like it doesn't apply to me Mm -hmm. um but here we are truthfully BTS and this podcast has made us boundless (laughs) in what we cover and what we talk about what we learn about the day has come where I had to learn about NFTs and blockchains and cryptocurrency (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I'm glad I learned about it though because it is what is happening right now yeah but the popularity Is because of the
0: general public. Like, yeah, like, we have the control
1: to decide whether or not this takes off. Yeah. And is the way of the future. Yeah.
0: We, we as consumers can decide what we're going to support. And companies are really just trying to make a profit. Like, mm-hmm. that's their that's why they exist, is to benefit their shareholders and to fill everybody's pockets. Yeah. And they want to be successful with they gotta that. They got
1: to hit every angle.
0: So, I mean, a lot of the articles that we were reading about NFTs to get the information were from, like, April and May. Because although this stuff has been around forever, that's really when they started to, like, become a meme and, like, really increased in popularity. And so I feel that, like, Hybe getting into the world of NFTs is really them hopping on this popularity wave and, of course, trying to monetize BTS and their other artists in whatever way that they can. Um, So it really is the way of companies to, you know, try to make money in different ways. But like you were saying, it's the way of the consumer to decide where you're going to spend your money and how you're going to do so. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just think about how you can responsibly do
1: it. It's a business move. They are K-pop. Mm -hmm. popular culture i mean it's just something that has taken off so i see the business move whether or not it's moral
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah but that's just the information that we have to present to you about nfts and we encourage you like bethany said do your own research and make your own decisions on the topic um we definitely don't want to send any hate to bts or Hive or or yeah i mean (laughs) This is something that's definitely above BTS's heads in the Mm -hmm. decision to go into this world. Um, But we definitely felt like we needed to educate ourselves about it so we could know how we really felt about the topic. And hopefully you feel like you're a little bit more informed now as well.
1: So yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Hi,
1: this is Bethany from Standing BTS. After you check out the latest episode of our show, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on Consequence Podcast Network, including The What Podcast, a weekly podcast by two Bonnaroo veterans exploring and highlighting the live music scene or Kyle Meredith with, where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by Kyle Meredith, new episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Or Going There with Dr. Mike, an interview podcast series in which clinical psychologist and life coach, Dr. Mike Friedman, talks with musicians about the crossroads where music and mental health meet. Head over to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. All right, so let's catch up on In the Soup. Let's just Please. fill ourselves with some from forest, to peaceful Yeah, BTS, give me some happiness. Engaging in all the recreation that exists. <laughs> um so we're just going to give kind of some thoughts that we've had about In the Soup the past couple episodes. We haven't covered In the Soup in the past, but we figured if we're going to be doing episodes as regularly as we have been, because it just seems to have worked, mm-hmm. uh, why not go ahead and catch up on In the Soup and what's happening in In the Soup? yeah So something I have noticed in the past few episodes of In the Soup is that the majority of J-Hope in all these episodes is just j-hope trying to figure out how things work like <laughs> it started off with him and the coffee maker you know like trying yeah. to figure out how this like coffee machine works and then he was trying to figure out how like the waffle maker works and then he was like trying to figure out how this like uh water, water rocket, rocket works. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like trying to figure but okay nonetheless like no hate to j-hope at all like he ends up figuring it out totally. and makes like he ends up like he's like the one who makes the coffee now Mm -hmm. because he knows how it works yeah love it so it's just so cute and honestly i'm just such a sucker for j-hope in the in the soup series he looks like he's really enjoying himself and all the like like solo shots of him where they're interviewing him by himself and it looks like the background is photoshopped behind him he's Mm -hmm. in these glasses sitting in this like reclining patio chair
0: (laughs) it's just so funny to me (laughs) like He's just a mood. He is really like living his best life in the soup. Like he's like, I am going to soak it all in and I just love it. And he
1: talks about how like he feels that in the soup, he gets to show a side of himself and be like a, like, to partake in a part of himself that he doesn't normally get to partake in. Which yeah. is just wonderful.
0: Yeah, he said that he gets to feel, or he gets to, like, have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I and immature is the wrong word, but he just gets to be silly, and, like, mm-hmm. really let loose and let go, which is great, and he has the space for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We have to
1: talk about...
0: Bam.
1: <gasps> Bam. Ah, uh, uh, the so cutest cute. baby in the world. Yes. It's so funny because when in the soup was announced, the second in the soup, we saw like a picture, like a drawing of a dog, and you know, we were trying to thinking, you know, trying to think about what that meant. And Come to find out that Jungkook now has a puppy of his own. And bam, it's just so cute to see him interact with all the members. And he's just so playful. And you see Jungkook like being the dad and Mm -hmm. trying to train him and all this. And him teasing him and being kind of a trickster with him. Love it.
0: We love to see paternal Jungkook. So freaking adorable. It is. I can't say that we've seen it to this extent ever before because Mm -hmm. it's with his own dog. And it's just so freaking precious. I really loved um, when... I think it was Jungkook and Young were trying to play tennis on their court. Oh, yeah. And Bam was out. And Bam was just like, that's for me. That's for me. He this was ball is mine. over Jungkook. <laughs> it was so funny. And he, yeah. and Jungkook
1: had to put him back inside. And he was like, <laughs> we can't play tennis. He tried, Bam is at one
0: point, he like launched a tennis ball across the field and was like, okay, let's play. Like He has about 10 seconds to get his serve and you know to yeah. try to volley back yeah. and forth. So funny. So great. Um, I personally, I love Minjoon working out together. Hello. Um, literally like Jimin was already in the gym and then Namjoon walked in to also work out at the same time. And Namjoon looks at Jimin and he goes, take your mic off. Yeah. They take their mics off. He went like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you see him like freaking doing some pull-ups and yeah. you just see Jimin staring at just him. Just
0: sitting on the workout bench, just ogling Namjoon. <laughs> like he can't help it. It's Wouldn't incredible. Wouldn't you though? of course i mean that's what we all were doing um even the editors picked up that jimin was doing that and like put it in there with yeah. like heart eyes or something but i just love that they worked out together and i'm continuing to be so suspicious of them because like th- why did namjoon say take your mic off yeah like he could have just taken his own off if he didn't want to have it on while working out like jimin had already yeah. been in there working out alone had his mic on there's the been some namjoon-
1: questionable bedroom situations with those two like mm-hmm. i just i don't I don't know what's going on no idea but i totally yeah the yeah. microphone's coming off in their workout session incredible okay. <laughs> um
0: also i just loved Young's trumpet practice i love that he did that and that that it was something that was featured in this show um his Tutor, his like teacher, was so kind and so sweet. And really I loved as a teacher myself. I loved watching Tae Young learn and like really make adjustments from what his teacher was prompting him to do. Um and it was just really fun for me to watch that. Yeah. I was texting you like crazy when I was watching that part yeah. of the episode.
1: He had talked about how he wishes he wouldn't have picked up the saxophone when he did, that he wish he would have picked up the trumpet because he really feels a calling for it. and he really has a, a passion. Passion for jazz music, yeah, which he shared on Twitter and Weverse yeah. recently. Um, but watching this scene where Young is taking his break after his trumpet session and he goes outside and J-Hope is in the pool. Love it. And J-Hope is like, play a song for me. <laughs> and so he starts to play a song, but then he ends up just turning on his phone to like play some music. And V-Hope just have this like pool party session, just the two of them. And I have no idea why, but I got emotional during it. Like, I was just, like, they just look so happy and pure. Like, they're just having a great time. J-Hope looks so hot. Like, you know.
0: (laughs) In the pool, wet. In the
1: pool, wet, dancing, you know, with his shirt just, like, clinging to his body. Um, And you have... (laughs) You have Young with like the the hose, like, the hose, uh-huh. yeah, just just having a good time, yeah. And honestly, after watching this, I got emotional, like I almost cried. I was like, hold up, I need to check the calendar, like when is my next period? Because <laughs> like I was like weirdly emotional yeah. about it. Like, why are you getting like? It's teary-eyed? gotta be soon. They're yeah, just having a pool party. I mean, V Hope
0: <laughs> is just so emotionally compelling obviously it
1: was just a really happy moment Yeah, like they just looked like they enjoyed themselves so much
0: I love that moment too and I also love that at the same time while they were doing that Jin was inside the main house like laying out flat on the cold tile floor because it was such a hot day and he was Mm -hmm. just like laying there complaining to Yoongi about how hot it is and he couldn't fathom that J-Hope was outside in the pool at that time because of how hot it would have been and Mm -hmm. I just love that oh yeah um also hello namjoon running just namjoon working, just namjoon out, working out that's <laughs> all i care about within the soup <laughs> namjoon working out like okay we've seen him like take a casual jog with like sandals on we saw him take a bike ride and then holy shit he takes a serious run around like the property wearing a muscle shirt mm-hmm. like a Sleeveless, a tank top workout shirt, and he sweats through it's it. It's tight, and it's tight, and his arms are huge. Like non, not flexed. His arms are huge. Like they have to be like twenty two inches around. He's just
1: standing alone by no, himself yeah. in a shirt. Yeah, it's like literally not doing anything.
0: Like censor it, please. Um, no, don't. Don't sound it. Are you kidding? Um, so that was what just I like, I was screaming when I watched that, yeah. truly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, BTS, it was so cute seeing them all watch the Olympics together. And they watched the gold medal match for archery with, uh, I think it was Anson. And it was so cute to see them all just like get so excited and just celebrate korea winning the gold medal for archery there um they all like looked at each other they all hugged bam was like confused of what was going on because (laughs) all of them were screaming and bam was like what is going on um but it was just so sweet to see them all just so happy and like I just think about when Corey and I were watching the Olympics together, something you do with your family and your yeah. like closest friends where you watch, we've watched the Olympics in Colorado Springs. We did. Yeah. And it's just, it's just good quality time with the people you love. Yeah. So to see like the seven members of BTS and bam, just like all like mm. enjoying the Olympics together and celebrating a gold win for their country. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also have a foot volleyball court where Iconic. you can see all the members play and like, freaking hit this volleyball off their heads like and their feet <laughs> in their feet, but like a lot of head action. Like they're being ridiculous, but they all look great. Um we love how Jin has just been playing video games all day long. Dude, that is he just like parked
0: it. He's like, this is what I'm doing. This is
1: how I relax. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: he owns it. I mm-hmm. love it.
1: But there was a moment too where Namjoon and Yungi were sitting outside a camper And Namjoon ended up saying, we haven't had many exciting songs since Idol. And they were just talking about potentially like this upcoming new album. We see Jungkook producing and working on music and In the Soup. So very curious about like there's been speculation that once In the Soup is done that they're going to announce a new album.
0: Please. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, with the seasons greetings theme that we got where we've never had like a themed like seasons greetings package like this before, it really made me think like, is this a hint to a new era? Especially with like the with this new
1: video game. The video game and the and the the storyline? A whole new storyline. Yeah.
0: It all seems like these eras could connect, you Mm -hmm. know. So it like they have similar aesthetics, you know. So we
1: are anticipating what's to come. (laughs) Please. It
0: feels like it could be very soon. Yeah. So that was like some general thoughts that we had about In the Soup, but there has been so much content from so the So many Soup, more moments. So yeah. many more moments. Please reach out to us, Iconics, with your favorite moments from In the Soup so far, because we would love to talk with you about them. Uh, but let's talk about the upcoming awards shows and voting that is happening right now. Voting currently is going on for the People's Choice Awards, Mama, MTV EMAs, the Asian Artists Award, and Melon Music Awards lots happening
1: so everyone is voting so be sure to go and vote for BTS um but something that is really anticipated that was really just announced today was BTS are going to be performing at the American Music Awards yay and not only are they performing they have some really exciting categories in which they are qualified for that they're that they're competing in mm-hmm. so they are in the artist of the year they're nominated for artist of the Year, Favorite Pop Duo or Group, and Favorite Pop Song. So the nomination for Artist of the Year is the first time they've been nominated in this category for the American Music Awards. Very exciting. We aren't getting our hopes up too much just because we have you know, we've been burned too many times in the we've past. We've been burned a lot, yeah. man. And BTS have been burned a lot. You mm-hmm. know, it all looks fine and dandy from the outside, but once a ward show comes, it's like I have never felt like I'm going to shit my pants anymore because oh I'm like nervous God. for them. <laughs> the
0: nervous energy. I have
1: so much nervous energy for them, and I'm just sitting there chewing my freaking fingernails like how are they going to burn them this yeah. year you know what are they going to where are they going <laughs> to go wrong whether it's a now an announcer for them yeah or you know like they don't show them at all during like different right. clips and they don't even like hype their performance like i, I what? have been burned th- so many things we've that could been go burned wrong. so many times but the american music awards might be different so the they- american
0: music awards have always treated bts very well yes historically yes, Have
1: historically 2017 dna performance american performance debut we get it you know like mm-hmm. we we really hope that them performing at the american music awards this year could be a really good optimistic view of how they're going to perform for artists of the year like how they're going to do in that category yeah we're really hoping the best for them we think they deserve it mm-hmm. but i mean they are competing against the top artist right, right now, um, which makes sense. But, but
0: I mean, it's just an honor for them to be nominated mm-hmm. for artists of the year at a Western award show like this. I'm um, especially known of
1: the Year, artist of the year. It's like the biggest category. Yeah.
0: Especially knowing their history with the AMAs, that they did perform their first American stage at the AMAs in 2017, um, is just really, really, really special. And that was the only other time that they performed at the AMAs. And now...
1: They did a virtual performance for 2020. Right.
0: The only other time they've done a live performance at the AMAs. Yeah, an
1: in-person live performance was in 2017. So... Here we are, 2021, and we're going to perform Butter with the remix. So they're going to have Megan Thee Stallion with them for this performance, and it's
0: going to be live in Los Angeles. Hell yes. I Cannot wait I'm November 21st I'm so freaking excited November 21st Which means BTS Are gonna be in the states For a while Yeah they are Um Which is exciting I wonder what else They're gonna be working on Or doing when they're here They're
1: gonna at least do Jingle ball You mm-hmm. know that
0: too Hopefully they get to Have some outings Or some excursions When they're here Because that's something That the members Have specifically spoken about That they wanna get Some time for mm-hmm. Um Because they'll be here For the AMAs And then also for their Concerts at the very least Um um, so excited that they're doing the remix with Megan the Stallion that they're performing with, with Megan, Megan the Stallion. Stallion yes oh, especially after she spoke so highly about them about meeting them in New York yeah about when they how, met for the UN like right after that oh gosh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like
1: I'm really looking forward to it I have such great expectations of all of it I think the AMAs are going to go smoothly. I'm going to be optimistic about it, even though we've been burned, but they get a stage with Butter and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really excited, looking forward to it. Cannot wait. Uh, we are going to be covering it here on the podcast. That'll be our sh- that'll be our episode right before we do our episode for the Permission to Dance on Stage LA concert. I know, guys. We're so excited. Already packing our microphone. Like we are, like going <laughs> to record while we're there. Like yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll
0: have two episodes in a row because yeah. we we will record this for um, the week of the twenty second. Right after this um, awards show happens, we'll record the next day about it and then the following week is the concert and we'll record like monday in la in our airbnb on like bethany's the morning birthday
1: after the morning after <laughs> the concert birthday, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then we'll fly back to kansas and city we'll but fly
1: back, yep.
0: we will be delivering you two episodes in a row one whole episode about the amas and obviously an entire episode about permission to dance live in la on stage Lunch. so Three freaking weeks. excited yeah <laughs> Um so so much content coming up with you guys and we really hope that you enjoyed this spot episode where we could clean up all those spots of information that we've missed over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, BTS have been busy. The they boundless have. world of BTS.
1: <laughs> in the boundless world
0: so uh, before we go we do want to extend a special thanks to our supporters on patreon especially our vip iconics eileen Rushalt, michelle park deja meg de rachel robin Ally, nate and cecily thank you guys so much for your support we love 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 you, you iconics thank you thank
1: you yes
0: if you enjoyed this episode please let us know subscribe to our patreon and join our monthly virtual iconic hangouts uh, write us a review on itunes or spotify or wherever you listen and of course follow us on instagram and twitter at standing bts podcast and reach out to us we love to hear from you it's the best part of our week and of course you can find links for all of those things including giving tuesday in the description
1: thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts